Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit UH1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, it's Candice. And Kayla, and we are directionally challenged. Yep, we thought we would have all of this figured out by the time we were in our 30s. And surprise, we don't. (laughs) But that's okay. (laughs) Is it? I don't know. (laughs) We're figuring it all out together, guys. One day at a time, one hour at a time, one minute at a time, really. And um, aren't we just so grateful that we have each other to figure it out with? That's right. And this community that we have um, indirectionally challenged. We have a wonderful guest on today. I'm We are so excited about her. We have Monica Padman on. She is a fellow podcaster, actress, and producer. And after graduating college, she moved to L.A. to pursue, pursue her dream as an actress and media personality. You've heard her alongside Dak Shepard on their popular podcast, Armchair Expert. She now has a new podcast out called Monica and Jess Love Boys, which follows their relationship struggles of two opposites. They explore and uncover the traps and patterns that we all fall into as humans and ask the age-old question, why do we do what we do? Our interview with her is so fantastic. And without further ado, here is Monica Padman. How have you been through everything? I've been great. I mean, you know, ups and downs per per I think everyone, which has made me feel really good because for a while I was like, oh my God, have I developed um a disorder a mood disorder? <laughs> like I think there's a chance that something has happened. Um, but then everyone I've spoken to has just been on this ride where you feel like truly almost high in moments where it's like, I never want this to end. I'm so at peace with like my friends and my family and my life. And it's so good. And then like 10 minutes later, just at the bottom, 
of the barrel of just like, I can't, I don't, I, I'm not going to do anything. I'm mad at everybody. I got to get out. You know, it's just really up and down. I've kept my therapy up. I do therapy in my car, which at first I was like, uh-huh. I'm not going to be that person during a global pandemic, like in therapy. Like I'm totally fine. And then I was like, well, maybe I already like kind of pre-booked these sessions. So I'll just finish them out. And then I'm always telling myself I have nothing to talk about. I'm totally fine. And then I'm in the car just like sweating, just going through all the emotions and can't stop rattling my mouth off because it's just a lot. The pandemic is exactly when you should be in therapy. It's not in a (laughs) pandemic when. Like that's exactly when you should be. I also, I have also been keeping up my, my therapy as well. It's helped. I have not. And then as soon Uh-oh. as I hop on the phone with Candace and Mel, they're like, are you okay? And I'm like, Bleh! like <laughs> word vomit. <laughs> so surrogate therapist. <laughs> totally. <laughs> well, I love that we're kind of, usually we do a little lead into the interview, but I feel like we're already kind of in it. Um, we're in. We're all ladies of podcasts. Um, yeah. We're big fans of both of your podcasts. Your podcast, you. Armchair Expert with Dax Shepard, and also your new podcast, Monica and Jess Love Boys, which just celebrated your guys' finale that was released. Yes. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Um, and what's my favorite part is that this was just all part of the plan, right? You're like, I'm going to move to LA. And then start yeah. these giant podcasts and just start taking over the world. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all written out in my <laughs> high school yearbook. This is what I'm going to do. Uh, no, no, no idea life was going to take all these fantastic turns. I had so many other plans. Yeah, life is like a global pandemic, right? You just can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, just yeah. I predicted that too. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really, I'm like psychic. I feel like your your path to success has been so interesting. You moved to L.A. So many of us, like, you know, get in our car or get on a plane, get all of our stuff, move to L.A. And then you started in UCB, correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So you do the UCB thing. And at what point are you, you know, you're, you're take us through the whole process of moving here and then finding yourself where you are now. Yeah. So I always, um, I did theater in high school and like decided really early on, oh, I'm going to be an actor. I really want to do that. Then I majored in theater in college. And then I, um, again, like the plans just get thwarted from like day one. Right. So I'm in high school and I'm like, I'm going to go to UCLA for acting so I can be in Los Angeles. And I had no, I'm just like making these decisions arbitrarily. Like UCLA, great school. Dax will defend it till he dies. I don't know that it's like the best acting program. I just decided (laughs) that it was, I guess. And so I was like, I'm going to do that. That's my plan. And then in Georgia, they have, and it was new at the time, this Hope Scholarship Program, which is unbelievable. It's paid for by the state lottery. And if you um, if you make a certain GPA or higher, you qualify for free tuition at one of the public universities. So then, which I did qualify for, and so my parents were like, okay, well, you're going to do that. <laughs> you're going to get free, free tuition. <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Or you can go pay for your college if you want. Like, that's fine. You can do that if you'd like. Um, People do that all the time, you know, but I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll do, here's the new plan. I'll do two years at Georgia and then I'll transfer to UCLA. And then once I got there, like five minutes in, I was like, I am never leaving this place. This is so fun. I've never had more fun in my entire life. Is this University of Georgia in Athens? Yes. The best. The best. It's the best. It's so much fun. I had a lot of friends that went there. So I went when I was living in Atlanta. We went for like a long weekend and went to a Bulldogs game and like went and just to all the different places and where the Indigo Girls started. I was just like, this is heaven. (laughs) I'm trying to convince our oldest to go there. She's like starting to do college tours, my oldest stepdaughter. And I'm just like, keep like pushing Oh my goodness. So much. Oh, give her my email. I'll have just, I mean, I have have nothing. It's so funny because on Armchair, we, um, 
Dax and I call ourselves unifiles. Like we're obsessed with fancy colleges and people who go to fancy <laughs> colleges. And it's like become a pathology. Even though I'm obsessed with all that, I would never, never, never trade in my experience for having gone to one of those colleges. It was it was so like quintessential college town. It was perfect. I, I just had the best time. But anyway, yeah. So I was there for five minutes and I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm not leaving. So that's that. I'll go to California right after I graduate. So then graduation comes and things like production was starting to come to Atlanta. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> okay, well, I'm here already. So maybe I should stay here for a bit and try to get some credits before I go. So then I did that. Uh, I was home for about a year and I, I, you know, did some little co-star stuff. And then I came to LA. So it was, it was a far beyond what I, I thought it was going to be already. Um, and then, you know, I was like, I'm going to get the agent. I'm going to do that. You know, I just had all these dumb, dumb ideas about what you think is going to come easy. And then it doesn't. And so then, yes, I started at UCB and I always wanted to do comedy. So that made sense. Um, and I fell in love with it. I, I, it made amazing friends. I was, I got to be creative and it just, it was the best. Um, how old were you when you moved to LA? I was 22. Yeah, I was 22. So still fairly young-ish. Like that to me is still a, p- a point in your life where you're figuring stuff out, you know? Absolutely. You're not in your Absolutely. 30s yet where like society thinks you should know everything. <laughs> yeah, no, but I thought I should know everything, you know? <laughs> like, totally. I, I was like, well, I, I know. Um, yeah, but I didn't know. I didn't know anything. So yeah, I was, I was just trying out, you know, it was emailing all the agents all day long, sending them my like college short film stuff that meant nothing. That was nothing. Um, and they were like, cool. Thanks. No, thanks. Um, and yeah. And then I, I found UCB and I, I was able, UCB was really helpful because it gave me like a purpose. It gave me a reason to be here. It gave me something to look forward to, to be working on with my, you know, and, and I think, Without it, I don't know that I would have been able to stay. And for our listeners who don't know what UCB is, it's a um, improv, improv sketch comedy school based in Los Angeles. Yes, Upright Citizens Brigade started in New York and then came over to LA. Um, and it's a yeah improv school and sketch school. Uh, and it's and there's theaters and it's just it's it's um. A very special place. They just, I, I know they just had to close one of the theaters in New York. And that's so sad. Like for anyone who has been connected to that community at all, it was just like, oh, because it just, it gives people life, <laughs> truly, you know? And so the idea that one of those havens is gone is really sad. Well, what's great is to have a place where you can just be creative, especially when you're young. Um, yeah. When you can just kind of, fall on your face and get back up and fall on your face and get back up. And I think that when you move to LA and you're really young, I remember going into some acting classes and some acting schools and I just felt like maybe I shouldn't be here. Like maybe this is not Mm, what I should be doing with my Mm. life because this is not a safe place. This feels really gross. Like why is everyone dating each other and and the (laughs) acting (laughs) teacher? Oh boy, yeah. (laughs) But then if you get lucky and you find a great place, I mean, I think a lot of the improv school, like a lot of the improv classes in schools, I've also found to be a really safe place Um, Even in recent years where it's just, you get to just go and play and you kind of forget that you get to do that as you get older. Oh yeah. There are a few outlets like that, that you get. So at what point do you have this great idea that you are going to join Dax in this awesome podcast Mm. and you really spearheaded the creation of armchair expert? Yeah. So at the time I was, uh, working kind of in just in the family, in their family. Like I was, I started out as, as a nanny for them. Um, and then that grew into being an assistant for Kristen, which has now, I've 
you know, now has evolved into a different thing with her. We're, we're creative partners and I, you know, manage a lot of her stuff. But at the time I was her assistant and also helping out with the kids. And Dax and I would just essentially fight all day. We would just have debates and argue with each other. And we both got so much stimulation out of that and enjoyment. And at one, and at one point he was just like, I feel like I, I kind of like want to do a podcast because he had had so many positive experiences doing podcasts. And so I was like, okay, great. Let's do that. And so then I met with a few people who I knew who had them and I was asking questions and trying to figure out how to get this thing going. And, um, yeah. And so that kind of, you know, and we really started it, uh, with zero expectations. It was truly just like, let's have fun. We like doing this. It'll be like a fun little side pet project. And we love talking to people and he has access to cool, interesting people with like fascinating journeys. And so anyway, we were like, let's just do it. We enjoy it. And yeah. And then it really sort of, it, then it took off on its own. That had nothing to do with us. It had to totally do with the community and the people who love the show. They've built the show, you know. Were you listening to a lot of podcasts at that time? Was this something that you had really wanted to participate in? And did you think that you would be participating in to the extent that you are today? I love podcasts. Um, I... I at sadly at this point, I don't listen to nearly as many as I would like because I always have these other headphones in my ear. Um, but I love them. I think they they make storytelling. It's it's like the most fascinating form form of media, I think, because you feel so connected to the people. Because they're in your bathtub with you. <laughs> they're in your ear when you're jogging. Like they are truly, it's like even a, a step further than TV because the TV's in your living room, in your bedroom, whatever. But like your headphones are in your ear all the time. And you feel like you're on a real ride with these people and that they're in your daily lives. And I felt that so much with so many podcasts. I was obsessed with cereal. Yes, same. I mean, oh my God. Oh my God. God. That was my very first uh, po- introduction into podcasts, and I was hooked. Yes. It was so good and smart and thoughtful and, like, had a hook. Like, I was, like, dying for the next one. I just, I, yes, I was blown away by that. And that really was, Dax and I, I think that was our first, we got in, like, a huge debate about Adnan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so, so we, and we both really loved uh and still love the Sam Harris podcast, which at the time was um, waking up with Sam Harris. And so we and and so we would, you know, talk about we just like liked talking about the podcast we were listening to. And so that was sort of the the foray. But no, I had no idea it was going to become like such an enormous part of my identity. I could have never guessed that. Kayla and I were talking before we all got on the mic and we were saying how interesting it is. We found when we have guests on and we start kind of finding topics that we want to discuss and dive deeper into that there's always this like undercurrent of a theme that we don't expect. And whether it was for a while, every guest that we had would talk about like this sense of like failure that changed their lives for the better. And then for a while we uh-huh. had like this little theme of sobriety. We had a lot of guests that had gone through their own sobriety journey or, you know, guests who it, it just varying degrees. And recently yeah. I feel like the theme has been, we've had so many guests on that have these major life pivots where they mm. have like their thought of like what life is supposed to be like. And then all of a sudden towards like their late twenties and early thirties, mid thirties, they just realize that like, if they hadn't been open to something new and something different and more of a big pivot in their life, then they wouldn't have been able to experience all this incredible joy and success that they're experiencing now. 100%. Did you feel like there was a moment where obviously you're still acting and you've been producing, you know, I've read that you were writing and like pumping up scripts, which is also exciting. But did you Mm -hmm. have like that moment where 
you had to broaden your horizons or think, okay, it doesn't have to just look one way in order to achieve success and joy in my creativity? Yeah, I think I I heard on somebody else's podcast. I think it was Elizabeth Lame's podcast when I was working at Soul Cycle and I was trying not I would say barely auditioning trying to audition people don't really talk about that phase of acting (laughs) you know like there's not even there's a a part before auditioning where you're just dying to audition it's the non-existent phase where you just aren't really acting at all yeah you're just like waiting to even audition oh my god yes so I was in that phase and I was working at Soul Cycle at the front desk and I was like really grabbing grasping on to anything that would fill me up. And um, I heard on this podcast, someone say that they had their best piece of advice they heard was love the thing that loves you back. And I was like, huh, that's so interesting because I am very, I can be very tunnel vision. I think it's can be an asset for me. Like if something comes up, I can focus on it. You know, like I can really commit all my energy to one thing, which can be a good thing. But in in life, you have to be more flexible. You just have to be willing to go with the thing that's right in front of you for right now because you have no idea how that's going to circle back around, you know, and it's so hard to know that unless you've experienced it. It's so hard to put all your trust in the universe and say like, okay, I guess I will, you know, not, you know, I guess I'll take this job. Well, this is one. When I started working for Kristen, I had to acknowledge, you know, and she was really good. She was like, of course, like if you need to go on an audition, like you can and we'll figure it out. But I also had to have some acknowledgement that like this is a full time job And yes, I can go on auditions and I will, but there might be a circumstance where I have to miss an audition because no one else is there to watch the baby and I have to watch the baby, you know, and her career is obviously going to be more important than my Domino's audition. (laughs) So I have to just, I had to make that decision and say like, okay, this is a leap of faith I'm going to take because these people are awesome. This is a great job. And, um, and lo and behold, that was the best decision I ever made. I mean, it, it has, it has given me a career, you know? And so it's hard. It is very hard to make that leap, but you just kind of have to have some trust. And weirdly, I think it was that quote that I, I kept just like replaying in my brain. It was like, just this thing right here loves me right now. So I'm going to give it some attention and affection back and see, and look, you're not committed to any, I think that's the other thing. It's like, we kind of feel like once we've said, yes, we're stuck. And that's just not true. Like you can, you can stop doing the thing that, you, you know, you can stop doing anything at any time. You can have many pivots in your life that yeah. take you different directions. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think it's such an interesting uh, transition that you took from, you know, realizing that yes maybe be watching the baby's more important than your domino's audition to then yeah. to now being at this amazing creative place with these people where you are yes. you know co-producing all these amazing things and i think a lot of people who start off as assistants or nannies would dream of having that transition how yes. did you make that transition well i think that's also part of it is I didn't have that expectation at all, at all. I was not like, oh, okay, well, so working for Kristen means that maybe one day I'll produce stuff with her. Like, that was not, first of all, producing wasn't even on my radar. Like, I I didn't want to do that. That had nothing to do with my life or plans or anything. Um, It was literally just like, oh, time spent with these people daily is making me feel good inside. So I'm just going to keep doing that for right now. Um, but it was, it was always with the quote for right now. I I never was like, I'm going to be a nanny for 15 years, or I'm going to be an assistant even for, you know, I always had sort of like an, an aspiration to still continue to go do my own thing at some point, but that this was just fun right now. Um, 
yeah. So I think part of it is like not putting that expectation on yourself and on them. Exactly. Exactly. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back in just a minute. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's time to get more in 2024. I know for me, one of my goals is to feel really strong this year. And honestly, so far, so good. Because that's where 310 Nutrition comes in. It's helping me and our listeners in the new year with protein and super rich food products with so many options and flavors. Right now I have the chocolate bliss and caramel sundae and they are both so (laughs) delicious. I have to hide them from my husband so that he doesn't steal them too. They're a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that leave me feeling full. 310 Nutrition also has a hydrate electrolyte drink mix. My favorite is the peach mango flavor. So not only am I hydrating and drinking water, I have an electrolyte blend, vitamin blend, and it's sugar-free. With one stick of hydrate mix into 16 ounces of water, and it can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water. Thank you. This way I can keep my resolution, keep feeling strong, have greater focus, feel refreshed, and maintain my hydration without having to drink as much. One of my favorite refreshing water enhancers they have is the lemonade flavor. It gives me energy. This one's also sugar-free. It's used with real lemons and it's pH balanced. And this also offers the same hydration as two to three bottles of water. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with code CHALLENGED and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. 
with so many sample packs, new products. It's really fun and easy to put together an order or start a subscription on products that you know you'll use and will help you keep your resolution. So go to 310nutrition.com and use the code challenged right now for 50% up to $100 for your first order. That's 310-nutrition.com and use code challenged. It's all the good stuff your body needs in flavors you crave. So be healthier effortlessly. I love so much how you guys feel like such a family and they want you so badly to find love so much. So it brought you guys to developing (laughs) um, your new podcast, which is still under the armchair umbrella. Um, We love so much Monica and Jess love boys. I mean, it is such a fun podcast and it's something that's so real that so many of us have gone through and so many people are going through. Um, I feel like, you know, through the course of the 10 episodes, you learn so much. What's some of the lessons that stand out to you through all the challenges that you had to do? Yeah, well, um, yeah, it, it, so many. I mean, (laughs) so, so, so I can hardly even like articulate them. I would say the biggest... I mean, look, I had to like sex to stranger. <laughs> I had to, you know, it got real intense for a bit there. Um, I love that you had to give someone your number. Like I have, yes, like, that it was so scary. So intimidating. Like I, it literally gave me the sweats and like flashbacks to like <laughs> being like 21 and being like, hey, like I don't know how I to know. I don't know. Well, it's weirdly so old fashioned to do that, to walk up yes. to someone and give them your number. That sounds so, it's just so terrifying. <laughs> Yes. Oh my gosh. I I could not believe I I think that was the hardest one for me. Um and it also was definitely the most rewarding. How so? Uh in that when I did it, I did not um, I immediately felt so proud of myself. And like, I just jumped this emotional mental hurdle that has like been built since like, you know, I was in high school, middle school, I built that hurdle and I just jumped it for the first time. And it felt so, um, gratifying having absolutely nothing to do with him. Like, I wasn't like, oh my God, I gave him my number. I hope he calls. Like, that was not what I was thinking. I I kind of of could have cared less if he called. It was like, it wasn't about that. It was about just getting over my own mental, my own brain, you know, my own obstacle. Um, So that, that was also a big takeaway was like, oh, this is all your, your, you're overcoming your own stuff in relationships, in dynamics with other people. When you're, when you come up against each other, you're not really coming up against that person. You're coming up against your own history and your own issues and your own things that keep circling back and getting in the way. And so that was really helpful just globally with any relationship, with friendships, with anything like, oh, when I'm mad at them, I'm not, really mad at them. I'm, I mean, look, even, and I'm not saying like people can do mean things to you and take advantage of you and all of that stuff, but the way you react and the way you handle it is based on your shit. Mm -hmm. And so dealing with your own stuff is the best way (laughs) to deal with other people really was sort of this weird roundabout thing I learned. Um, and the other huge takeaway is that, and I said this, I think in the final episode was like, I just got so sick of my story about myself, this narrative I created, you know, that's real. It's all factual, but it's become this big, bad story of like, I was an Indian girl in Georgia and like boys didn't like me. And, you know, the boy thought my parents worked at Dairy Queen, you know, it's like this whole thing that I've built as my narrative. And when I had to say it over and over and over again to these different guests who came on, because, you know, we had to like, it was a new guest each time. So they had to get sort of the rundown of our lives. So after you say it five or six times, it's like, oh my God, I cannot say this anymore. Like this is, this story is so annoying. 
which is it's almost like emotional speed dating in a way, just like yes. getting it out where you're like, oh my gosh, this is how I've been presenting myself and I don't need exactly. to. Exactly. Exactly. I don't need to is a hu- was a huge element of just like, okay, this is my story and I can write a new story now. Like I'm done with that story. That story's old. We can write the sequel now because this is not helping me. It's boring. I'm annoyed of it. Enough, enough of that story. So that was great. And I think I could only have gotten that in a situation like this where you you have to sort of see yourself in a bird's eye view a little bit. Um, cause you have to decide how you're going to present yourself and you have to hear it over and over and over again. It's like immersion therapy. And after a while, it just like the sting is gone. One of the things that you said that really struck me on Monica and Jess love boys is you, and it's a quote I wrote down. I find it a bit unattractive when people are attracted to me. And that yeah. was so, oh, wow. And because I think that you're not alone in thinking that. And yeah. so many people um, go through that as well of like, oh, well, if you think that I'm attractive, then there's something wrong with you, you know, kind of thing. And there's yeah. that's, that's such a deep level of, you it know, is. of self-loathing, <laughs> of self-loathing <laughs> that you have yes. to get in touch with. Did you find that after you, the 10 episode journey, you you were able to kind of see past that? I I think I don't know that I can see past it, but I can see it for what it is. So when it's starting to crop up, I'm like, oh, I'm doing it. I'm doing that thing. And once I have the recognition, then I can say, so I'm going to keep going as opposed to just being done now. I'm going because that's what this is. And that's what this feeling is. And it's not healthy and it's not helpful. So. I'm going to push myself to go past it. Whereas in in the past, I would just be like, oh, I don't like him because (laughs) because he likes me. It's like so counterintuitive and crazy. I mean, it's craziness. But it you know, I think you're right. I do think sadly, a lot of people relate to that feeling of like because really all you're saying is like, I'm not good enough. So if that person thinks I'm good enough, they're not good enough. And, you know, it's just so much projection. And um, yeah, and I do think a lot of people can relate, but I hope that once there's like words to it, then you can like then take a breath and then keep going. so smart. Yeah. Do you think that having these podcasts has has really enabled you to find your voice in a whole new way because on both of your podcasts you had incredible guests I mean the fact that you had Esther Perel I just and like she got to give you therapy I'm just so jealous oh my god I'm obsessed with her so much she has a great podcast called where should we begin uh, beyond just being like a legend um but you've met Mm. so many incredible people I mean it I can't even then there's too many names of like Will Ferrell and um, Katie Couric and I mean, and yes. endless names in those situations. Do you think you would have normally been comfortable or was there been a shift? I have this like running joke where I always say like, I never meet my heroes cause it's always been a disaster. So I just like sit in the corner <laughs> of a party with my cocktail and stare at everybody like a creeper. Um, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. have you found your voice in a different way and that confidence, like similar to what you were saying of, you know, going through, um, Monica and Jess love boys, like writing a new narrative for yourself. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. I, I think, um, well, yeah, never meet your heroes is like a thing that people believe. And and I, I don't not believe it. You know, I definitely think there's a lot of truth in that, but really, cause I think that what that boils down to is expectation. Like we put these high, 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 high expectations on our quote heroes Mm -hmm. and no one can meet those expectations (laughs) because they're astronomical. You know, like a hero is not something anyone can be for somebody else, you know, like strangers anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, So So I have noticed that when we have had people on who I have like had personal, just like insane admiration for, put them on a pedestal, 
they can't meet that expectation and it's nothing to do with them. It's not their fault. They're awesome. Everyone that's come in has been amazing. Um, but they just can't meet my expectations. And it's always the people who I don't really know going in or, you know, are like, oh yeah, that person. Sure. Great. Like let's have them on. I don't, I'm not really familiar with their work or anything. Those people always blow me out of the water because I have no expectations. And then I'm like, oh my God, this person's amazing. I love this person. (laughs) So that's sort of been an interesting realization in general about like people, I guess. Uh, but yes, I do think I've been able to find my voice more. I think you know, at first it was really tricky because it's three of us, but it's, it's, it's armchair is Dax, Dax's show. And I'm there to add in, I'm there to provide new opinions and different points of view and to, you know, some flair, but I'm not there to derail the conversation. And the beginning was very hard, finding that balance, figuring out when to talk, when to insert myself, is what I'm going to say going to be worth it? You know, like there was so much uh, mind games going on in my head. Um, and at some point I just like sat down with myself and was like, it's okay if you don't talk. Like, it's okay. You can. And if you have something to say, say it. But don't feel pressure to like, make sure you say something or impress the person. That was another thing. Cause mm-hmm. you know, we're having like Judd Apatow, you know, people that I have spent so much time dreaming about working with, you know, like Mike, Mike Schur, who, oh my God, this is just like the pinnacle. And I want to impress Mike Schur. I want to impress Judd, you know, like, and it's something that I had to get over that I was like, it doesn't, I don't need to do that. I don't need to prove myself in this situation. This is, this is a show I've built. There's no need for me to prove myself and I can just, you know, chime in when necessary. So that has helped. I think what's coming to that realization, I think that's helped find my voice and my place and my comfort level and all of that. But it's definitely been a, um, that took a while. (laughs) It always does. (laughs) Yeah. The through line through all of this is just knowing that you're enough. Yes. Through the dating, through the the podcasting, through moving to LA, through all of it is just like, you're enough. And it's so simple, yet it's extremely difficult. It's the hardest thing. I think we all struggle with it too. I totally understand. Yeah. Yeah. But I was just going to say it manifests itself in so many ways with so many different with different personalities, right? So like when Jess and I started the podcast, the reason I asked Jess to do it is because I was like, oh, Jess is my, and and he's one of my best friends, so I knew this, but I was like, Jess is my polar opposite. If, you know, in every (laughs) single way, he's tall, I'm short, he's, you know, like red hair, like the white, all, I mean, gay, huge personality. Like I'm the opposite of every single one of those things. And so I thought that would be just such a fun juxtaposition to have these opposites. And then you find out like episode one, essentially that, oh, everyone, it's just, we're all the same. We are (laughs) all the exact same. We've layered on top of it, all these like accoutrement but essentially we're all just the same and we all like struggle with being enough and we all want approval and love I mean it just all boils down to that and that has been so interesting to see like oh everyone is like trying to be special and put on all these things about themselves and we're just all the same and that's okay it's okay and it's great. And it's it's yeah. unifying. Yeah. 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 Do you think you guys are going to do a season two of uh, Monica and Jess Love Boys, How to Date During a Pandemic? Or <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. That would be great. Well, we kind of the show halfway was that. We yeah. didn't know that was going to be the case, obviously. But the last like whatever, three or four episodes did happen in this in this pandemic. And I was like, what in the hell? Like, how are we going to do this? These are, the show is based on 
seeing other humans. I mean, that's sort of like the whole purpose <laughs> of it. So how is this going to work out? But we, but, but we, we managed it. We yeah. did it. Just a little pivot here. Yeah, exactly. You just got to roll with the punches. That's the whole, <laughs> the whole thing. Um, I'm not, and I'm not saying no to a season two. We might do a season two in the future. Uh, but I, I just, you know, TBD. TBD. <laughs> okay. Well, before we go, since we talked about commercial auditions li- earlier in the episode, and I love hearing commercial audition stories, does I oh want to go God. through all three of our most ridiculous commercial auditions? Oh, this can. is amazing because I love. Okay. Them. Oh my God, I, this is oh. such a good idea. I like feel like I have to. Oh, oh, hands down. <laughs> I know in. in for a hundred percent, mine was legitimately a few weeks ago. Cause yes, I still oh go my. on them. And um Me too. I had to sing. Oh I had to sing <laughs> while I think it was a I'm I am gonna a TJ Maxx or some some sort of like, you know, store like that. Just Jingle. discount yeah. store, whatever. And it was a shopping mom and she bursts out into her own music video. And you had to wear, wear fitness wear. And I remember I was coming from something else and, you know, I have a new baby and I'm a first time mom. So I forgot my bra, which is not a good thing, (laughs) especially when you, you know, I just had a baby and I was dancing around this room in my fitness wear, singing a jingle with no bra on and legitimately walked out and called my husband and just burst into tears I was just like this is this is I mean it just nothing has ever felt more like dance for me monkey you know kind of thing I was it was the worst so yeah that's you know uh, this is still our lives to this day so that's fun oh for me too yeah Man, there, there's nothing like a commercial audition <laughs> that can really humble you, that really can make you feel like, oh, uh, what decisions? I made some bad decisions that have led me here. Uh, yeah, I mean, God, I do a good, pretty good job of compartmentalizing, so it's hard for me to, like, recall... <laughs> truly traumatizing ones, which I know I've had. I know for a fact I've had. Um, One of my auditions pretty early on was for, but this really wasn't that negative because I did end up booking it. Oh, that's great. Um, (laughs) So, but it was early on and I had to wear a bathing suit. And (sighs) I was not familiar with the idea that I would ever have to go into a audition space in a bikini, <laughs> like not even a, a ba- it was a mermaid. We were mermaids. It was an herbal essence commercial. Um, and we were mermaids. And so like our hair had to be like, you know, perfect. It, and we had to wear a bikini. And I do remember like, I was like putting on my bikini and I was like, what do I, do I wear clothes on top? Like I'm going to walk from the parking lot into the <laughs> audition in a bikini. Oh my God. What? Like I could not wrap my head around how this was all going to go down. It's a whole new walk of shame I'm when like, it's like your yeah. job to wear this. Yes. <laughs> and like, the do you casting strip director. down in the room? Like what do you do? Exactly. Like what do you do? Oh my God. And the casting director was like basically giving us tips on like what lipstick we should wear in the thing. And I just, I do remember being like, uh oh, I don't think this is the type of thing I want to be doing with my life. But then I did book it <laughs> and it was really, it was so fun. It was also the craziest shoot I've ever, ever been a part of. It was a 17 hour day. Oh my God, I found it. Day. I found it. <gasps> I'm looking oh my God, at there, you. That's it. <laughs> yes, has it on her phone. Uh, you look amazing, oh, yeah. by the way. You make a gorgeous mermaid. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, my God. Also, that was one. Oh, it was also so funny because everyone in the audition was like, oh, my God, this is my dream to be a mermaid. Like, everyone was, like, making it out to be, like, their dream role to be a mermaid in a commercial. And I was like, what? What are you guys talking about? And then I had to swim. I had to swim in the – in, in the, the commercial. <laughs> yes, but they they like CG'd our tail, I guess. Okay. But we had to like swim and I'm not a good swimmer. And so I was so panicked about the idea that I was going to have to swim. Oh, my God. It was. Also, how do you how do you swim in a commercial? Did they have it in a pool? 
Like they held yeah, the casting they had in a pool? built this huge. No, so we didn't swim for the audition. We had to swim for the actual commercial. But I was like really in my head about that because I was like, what if I book it? Like I'm going to have to swim and I'm not good at swimming. How much swimming is this going to require? I mean, mermaids are good at swimming. So I don't know. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, they built this like enormous pool and it or like pond basically and it was crazy because they put us in our tails not for the swimming part they, the, the tails were like 100 pounds they put us in them and then we obviously couldn't like walk so they put us on gurneys <laughs> and they would carry us around on gurneys in our tail and like put us on the rock which if you watch the commercial you'll see there's this big rock and they just like gurneyed us through the water on like latest literally fish out of water onto the rock we couldn't move it was so fascinating and it was my first real commercial and my I remember some of the grips were like I overheard them saying like this is the fucking craziest thing I've ever done they were saying it and I was like oh okay 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 so this isn't normal okay (laughs) so good. It was fascinating. Candice, I'm not going to yeah. let you get away. I know. But I booked it so it was a success story. Yeah, that is I know. Good. I've never booked a commercial ever. Really? I yeah. never booked one. It's so, I just never booked one. But the weirdest one I did is, I remember, it's probably still there. So there's a commercial casting office that's above Hooters in Santa Monica, <laughs> which is just my oh, favorite what? thing. And yes. so I went there and it was for Twizzlers. And we, I had to eat a Twizzlers halfway down with another guy and kiss him. <gasps> yeah. No. For the commercial. Very weird. Oh, my God. Very weird. And then. Um, oh, my God. Cut to. <laughs> obviously didn't book it. It was a very bizarre thing. And then cut to like 10 years later. It's um, I'm in Atlanta on Vampire Diaries like towards the end of the run and I'm walking to dinner and this is when a lot of things were filming there. So there's all these like very cool celebrities like having dinner at my restaurant that was like my place where I would go. Uh, and I knew someone sitting down and they were like, Candace. And I was like, oh, it's my nightmare. Like, hello, everybody. <laughs> and all of a sudden this guy goes, hey, I know you. I made out with you at a Twizzlers commercial once. Stop it. And no. I was like, what? and everyone was like, what? You guys made out at a Twizzlers commercial? And I was like, no, no, no. Like, I didn't just like make out with like this random guy oh, at a Twizzlers commercial. Like, it just, God. I was like, it was for the audition. And it just was a very uncomfortable oh, It was clearly situation. very memorable for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Literally just called me out in front of like, a table full of like 12 people oh, being like, yo, my- I made out with you at a Twizzlers commercial once. And I was like, <laughs> and this is why I don't leave my house and talk with other Honestly, humans. <laughs> this is a mess. Oh my God. Can't believe they made you. And you know what the other thing is, is like, I bet they probably told you guys like, you don't have to kiss each other. You can just like, <laughs> whatever. But you know, you have to, or you're not going to book it. Like they, it puts you in yes. this bizarre. Oh my God. I've had, oh, two chemistry things where like there was one other audition where like in the audition they wanted like me and the guy to kiss and we had to kiss and it was bizarre it was just so uncomfortable and yeah just very weird but um but that wasn't a Twizzlers commercial never saw him again you know who knows there's still time um, There's still time. Yeah, our jobs are so time. crazy. I love it. They are crazy. <laughs> I love they it. are crazy. I, I will say, because I, I can't not say it, because commercials have really, like, uh, done a lot for me financially. And, and like, I've had a lot of insanely fun experiences on commercials, too. So I, I do have to, to say that, that they, they're not all bad. No, of course <laughs> but, not. No, they're, they're super yeah. fun. And, like, they can yeah. make, make your career, too. I mean, they're yeah. so fun. Yeah. And you get to work with all these fun people in like, yeah, I I have had tons and tons of fun, but the audition process is hilarious. Can be a little dicey. Oh, it's amazing. One day I'll book one. One day. One day. (laughs) We're rooting for you, Candace. (laughs) Thanks, guys. I think you're doing all right. I think you're doing okay without it. Well, Monica, it's been so great having you. Thank you so much for having me, guys. This was so fun. We're such huge fans of both your podcasts. Um, For our listeners that don't know this, um, where can they find you on socials? They can find me on Instagram at at MLPadman. Um, And then, yeah, on 
Apple Podcasts. You can find both of the podcasts and that's pretty much it. Love it. Well, stay yeah. healthy and sane during this quarantine and um, we hope to have you back on sometime soon. Thanks. Would love it. I love Monica's idea that um, when she talked about how people were a bit, she was un, not attracted to people who were attracted to her. I related to that so much because in my dating experience, I had experienced that a little bit sometimes too, where I felt like, um, you know, maybe if someone had liked me when I was in my twenties, it was a little bit like, oh, well, what is it that they like about me? It, there, it came from such a place of insecurity that I really related to so many things that she and Jess felt in their podcast. Did you relate to any of that too, listening to it? Yeah. I mean, it's also just been such a long time since I've dated, honestly. And I think that's the hard part is any friends who are single and are like, well, where are you, where do you meet people? Or I'm just so frustrated by dating. I feel like I just have never have any advice. I have nothing positive to say because I hate being that person that's like, and we've all done it. We've all been those like married or partnered up people who go like, oh my God, can I play on your like match service? Let me, can I swipe? Let me just swipe for fun. And I realized pretty quickly after like how obnoxious that must feel. And even like talking with friends who are like, yeah, you know, it's like to people who are in relationships, it might just seem like fun and silly, but like if you're trying to meet someone, like that's what how people really meet these days. And it's serious. And there are people taking it seriously. I was such a fan of Monica from Armchair Expert. But when she and um, her co-host Jess released Monica and Jess LaFoy's, I was just like, this is, this is great. This is incredible. And they had the experts on. I love that they had... Um, they had Patty Stanger from Millionaire Matchmaker, which I used to be obsessed with that show. Um, and so they just really dove in. I know we didn't get, we talked about their podcast a little bit in this episode, but it, you know, if you're looking for like great relationship advice or just want to hear other people's experience right now, um, it's just, I can't recommend this podcast more. It's also so interesting because, you know, dating and apps and all of that is so difficult, but now there's a whole new level to all of it with this COVID-19 where you can't, and that's what she touched on that a little bit as well. You can't physically meet anyone right now. So for those that are, you know, quarantined by themselves or quarantined without a partner or someone even to just like date or love, that's gotta be so hard because how do you then meet someone and change, change that you can't right now, or it's virtual. Quarantine Quarantine dates. I guess people go on Zoom meetings. I, I guess you can do Zoom dates. But is that the same? Is it ever? Do you really get to know who they are? I don't know. Well, I mean, this is going to be the great social experiment of like the next two years or however long, you know, we really just need to be aware of social interaction. Um, but it, I've talked to a few friends who are just, yeah, it's like you meet people on Zoom and and you're getting to know someone in a completely different way. But it's really, I mean, who knows? Maybe this is like an intro for another episode that we need to do <laughs> with like how to date in quarantine. Because I mean, I don't even know how to date without quarantine, let alone now. I mean, we're um, so, this is so going to date us, but and myself, you know, in particular, but I did never used the dating apps. I met Tanner the old fashioned way and, and never used the apps. So I, yeah, it would be really interesting to hear what some of our listeners are going through. Like, let us know what is it like trying to date during COVID? That's gotta be a whole new level of hardship and frustration. And we might just do an episode on it, but until then, Please enjoy Monica Padman's uh, new podcast, Monica and Jess Love Boys. All 10 episodes are out now. You can also hear her on Armchair Experts. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. Please be safe, stay healthy, and we'll have an all new episode of Directionally Challenged ready for you next week. (laughs) 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.